with Kent and Lucas. Here we are with another episode. I'm Kent. And I'm Lucas. You watched a bunch of movies that have been on your list for a long time. Yep. Well, it's spring break for me, and I have taken the time to watch a bunch of movies I've been pushing off. Yeah? What and did you watch? Well, so far I've seen The Shawshank Redemption. Uh, yeah. Pulp Fiction, finally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, you started to watch Pulp Fiction, and you fell asleep. Yeah, not because of the movie, just because of the time. Yeah, because it was really late. It was like three in the morning. <laughs> right. What and, else did you watch? Uh, I watched Reservoir Dogs. Okay. And I also watched Four Rooms. So lots of Tarantino. Yeah, very heavy Tarantino lineup. Mm-hmm. So what What did you think? What, what Just some general thoughts on, on these classics. Well, um, let's start with the non-Tarantino, uh, Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really good, like... It was a pretty good movie. It reminded me a bit of Forrest Gump in a way with just the, in my opinion, it just reminded me of Forrest Gump with the way it was set up with the different encounters that our main character, I I can't remember his name, the main character deals with. Mm -hmm. Similar to how Forrest Gump's like, oh wait, he's he's into ping pong and now he's fighting in a war and now he's running. (laughs) And... See, that's a connection that I would never have made. I I don't see really much similarity between Shawshank Redemption and Forrest Gump. But well, like you know, it, it started, it started with like the the sisters harassing him, and then once they were done, it started with him in the library and him with the rocks, uh, <laughs> like the rocks and the stuff, and then it goes to him and the 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 seventies or eighties kid that was trying to get his high school diploma. <laughs> right, right. So that, that's just the connection I made with it. Okay, but good movie. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Morgan Freeman was amazing, and it, it went over a lot of time in the movie. It was like twenty years or so. Yeah, it, it did cover a, a a pretty long time period. Uh, yeah. That's that's a great movie. That that movie won an Oscar. Yeah, what well, what Oscar was it? Like, I don't think it was Best Picture because nineteen ninety four was a big movie. I'm a big movie year. Yeah, and uh, you know, I thought we took really good notes for this show, and I I didn't have anything really for Shawshank Redemption, <laughs> so I'm not really sure. Um, anyway, so Shawshank Redemption, thumbs up. Yeah, definitely thumbs up. If you, it's on Netflix. All all four of these movies I watched are on Netflix. At so. the time of this recording, yeah, you know, Netflix likes to drop things. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's let's talk about Reservoir Dogs next. Um, this was. A pretty slow Tarantino film, I think. Like, there was a lot of talking. Mm-hmm. Like, I really loved the beginning part where it was Steve Buscemi talking about, like, how he doesn't like to tip. And <laughs> yes. everyone's like, what? You don't like to tip? Do you know how much waitresses make? It's like, nothing. It's like, well, I don't believe in tipping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's a definitely a classic scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like the movie, but I, I understand what you're saying. It's it's very talky, mm. uh, which you could really say that about any Tarantino movie, but this one was even talky for Tarantino standards. Yeah, like it. I felt like a lot of the conversations were less clever than other Tarantino speeches. I, I don't know. It was. Yeah, I. It, I really liked it. It, it. Again, this is this is a classic movie, and it's a it's a Tarantino film. And I'm just a mm. Tarantino sucker. He could direct 
a movie about paint drying, and I would probably praise that too. <laughs> so <laughs> the artistic, right? Yeah, he would do something differently than anyone else would do, and I would just like it because of that. So I don't know. So let's move from Reservoir Dogs into Pulp Fiction. A lot of people say that this is a sequel of sorts. Would you say that it's a sequel? Um. Well, the connection that people are making, I think, is that uh, um, the Vega brothers. Yeah, Vega brothers. There's that, and then also there's the theory that the briefcase might have the diamonds from the mm. Reservoir Dogs. There's that theory, but sure, sure. Um, well, Pulp Fiction finally watched it, and it is a good movie. Oh my gosh, mm. really good movie. One of my favorites of all time. Yeah, it's just. Go, go watch it, okay? Yeah, it, it, come on now. It, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't watched Pulp Fiction, I hope that means that you're, you're 12 young. or something. I don't know. that, that This this is a must-see movie for pretty much anyone. That, such yeah. a great movie. So let's talk about the last one on the list. This is the most obscure of the movies that you yeah. watch. Four Rooms. So I watched this with my, with my mom mm-hmm. and... It was really awkward at first. Like the first half of this movie was pretty pretty dull and awkward. <laughs> like because the the movie has four different stories that are connected by one main character which is a bellhop. Right. So it takes place in a hotel and the four stories are four different rooms, four different rooms at the hotel and each room's story is directed by a different director. Mhm. Which the fourth room is Tarantino, the third room is uh, Robert Rodriguez, right? And then the first two are two other guys. I, I yeah, can't. well, one was a woman, actually. Yeah, that the first one was a woman, which had a bunch of witches in it, right? Which, in my Topless opinion, witches. <laughs> yeah, in my opinion, was the weirdest it, of of the stories. It's kind of uncomfortable to watch with my mom, <laughs> but hmm, wonder why. But yeah, it's. It, <laughs> yeah, so the first story was kind of meh, and then the second story was just, uh, it, it had a cool beginning, but it was just drawn out as much as they could for it. Uh, it was about a, it was about a woman that was tied up and a man that had her at gunpoint. Mm-hmm. So the, it was interesting at first, but then it just kept going and and stuff. Yeah, so the other two directors were Alexander Rockwell and Allison Anders. And the projects that each of them are known for are is four rooms. Oh, okay, yeah. So they're pretty obscure. So it's like they're friends or something like from Yeah, pretty much or it, it was they got together. It was basically four promising directors at the time. Mm-hmm. Directors doing things that their own way, doing things differently than very like stylistic. the Hollywood norm. Yes, very stylistic. And they said, you know what? We can we can collaborate on a project and really put us put out something special. And it'll be something that we can look back on later when we're big famous directors and say, look at this cool little thing that we did. <laughs> and the first two didn't really get famous, mm-hmm. but the last two totally did. Yeah. Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino. What do you think of the last two stories? Well, the third one, which was Robert Rodriguez, was about this, about these two kids that were 
being watched by the bellhop like every once in a while. And they were ornery. Like they were. Yeah. So, so the parents basically put the bellhop in charge of their, Mm -hmm. their kid basically made him the babysitter. Yeah. And it was, it's really entertaining because they wanted to smoke and they wanted to like, (laughs) they found a needle, like a drug needle. (laughs) And they just started, uh, just being ornery. And all of a sudden they find, uh, they, they find something really, they find something really bad and just, things start happening and it helps that the father is uh Antonio Banderas. Yeah, absolutely. He's a great actor. He was probably the best in the in the movie, I think. Yeah, and good friends with Robert Rodriguez, so it's no mm-hmm. surprise that that he was in that segment. Well, without IMDb being it, once I saw him I'm like, yeah, that's Robert Rodriguez's story right there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So what did you think of Tarantino, the fourth segment? So the fourth one was the weirdest. Well, not the weirdest. <laughs> I I'm sorry. It's not the weirdest. But it was the most talkative of them, I think. Oh, oh wait. A Tarantino-directed thing had a lot of dialogue? What? No. That's uh, so weird. No, it was like really entertaining because <laughs> not only was he directing that part, but he was also, uh, he was also an actor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He likes to really do that. Cool. He likes to put himself in his productions. Which is really interesting because like most of these older uh, Tarantino films that I watched... That I just watched all had a Tarantino actor part of it. Like he acted in part of these. Mm-hmm. While the other Tarantino films that I watched, uh, he's mostly just a director. Except for the Django scene. Yeah, he was in Django. And he just for blows like, up. For like a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So it's really cool that you watched these older movies. Mm-hmm. And I, I recommend people do that on a fairly regular basis. If you're a movie fan, go back and watch older things that you haven't seen. Watch the classics. Mm -hmm. I still plan on watching fight club V for vendetta. Um, All good stuff. Horns. Yeah. Horns is not an older film, but it's a film that, that we want to review. So we'll, Mm -hmm. we'll, yeah, we'll leave the conversation about that one for later. Mm -hmm. So the real push this week is star Wars. This was a huge week for Star Wars. First of all, The Force Awakens is out on Blu-ray now. Yep, Star Wars. It's awesome. It's so cool. We've got deleted scenes. We've got documentaries. We've got the movie in our home. We can watch it over and over and over and over. No longer do we have to pay like $20 to watch it again. (laughs) Exactly. We can pop popcorn and not have to pay $17 for a bucket of popcorn. Mm -hmm. So super awesome. But something even more noteworthy happened today. Rogue One, a Star Wars story trailer, teaser trailer just came out. Yeah. And this was kind of unexpected. We, we've speculated on this show even mm -hmm. in the past that we think it's going to be attached to the civil war trailer. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to the, to civil war as a, as a trailer for that film. Mm-hmm. Like not in the movie, but just like as part of the previews. Right. And yeah, we out were of nowhere. Close. Yeah. Well, out of nowhere yesterday, starwars.com tweeted, Hey, tune in to whatever morning show. Good morning, America. I think it was. Yeah. Something. Uh, we're going to de- debut the rogue one teaser trailer. Oh, what? Like what? out of nowhere. So it dropped RKO today. Out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, man. 
So we watched the trailer. Watch if you haven't. Oh my okay, god. Okay, pause this. <laughs> yeah. Go watch the trailer and then come back and listen to us talk about it. So in 20 minutes after watching the trailer, um watching the trailer multiple times, of course. Of course. You can watch it about probably 12 to 15 times in that 20 minutes. Yeah, come back and All right, listen to us. So we have Felicity Jones playing the the main playing character. the main character, and she's the first thing that we see in the trailer. Well, what's her name? Her name is Jen Urso. It's a weird name. It's yeah, it's a it's definitely a Star Wars name. It'll take us a while to get used to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, how long did it take us to get used to Ray and Finn? Yeah, Ezra from Rebels. Yeah, I mean, they, they sound weird saying them at first, but then they're just part of. You know, yeah, how weird do you think Obi Wan Kenobi is? <laughs> exactly. So Jen Urso is not that weird of a name when you put it in that perspective. Mm-hmm. So we see her; she's being charged with crimes. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really sure if it's the Rebel Alliance or the Empire that's reading these, but I got the feeling that it was the Rebels. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the Rebels. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I'm doing it for good because Rebels. Rebel Alliance, <laughs> screw the Empire. That's a cool thing to do. Right. So the next thing that we see in the trailer really got me, grabbed me, and made me smile huge. Mon Mothma. If you don't know who that is, that is the that is the really tall lady at the, in, Return in Return of the, of the Jedi. Jedi. Yeah, she's basically the supreme leader of the Rebel Alliance. Yeah, you might remember her saying, Many Bothans died to deliver this message, or something like that. Or it was she was referring to the Death Star plans for, for the second, the Death, second Star. Death Star. And this movie, Rogue One, is about stealing the plans for the first Death Star. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing I want to point out is Genevieve O'Reilly plays Mon Mothma in this movie, and for the sake of continuity and awesomeness, she is who played Mon Mothma in the little uh, scenes in episode three. Which many of those scenes were actually deleted. Right. But this is just awesome. Like, good for her. Just being able to be back to Star Wars. Yeah, good stuff. Now, these scenes take place on Yavin 4, I'm pretty sure, because the scenery and the set pieces that we see in these scenes looks Mm. pretty much identical to what we see in in episode four, A New Hope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, she just looks just like, just like Mom Mothma, like in the the originals. Yeah, in Return it's of the like, Jedi. Yeah, it's almost like it's CGI or something. But. Right. Yes. It's it's perfect casting. It's yeah. It's wonderful. She's, so, she even has the long neck and everything. <laughs> yes. I'm so sorry. Yeah. No. It's it's, it's perfect. <laughs> uh, one thing that I was excited about was seeing Alan Tudyk's character. Because we've known for quite a while that he's mm. going to be in this movie. Of course, we love him as Wash in Firefly. Yeah. And several other he's my films. my favorite character. Yeah, absolutely. I was really excited to see him in this trailer. I didn't see him. Mm. But he was there, sort of. Well, we, we know of his character from the internets. Yeah, so we found out that Alan Tudyk is actually voicing a CGI character which we do get to see in the trailer. Well, sort of, sort of. We see mostly his back and running. It's a very robotic character. Yeah, so apparently he's playing a droid. And this droid... Mm. It's kind of tall. It Maybe an assassin droid, do you think? 
Oh, well, it's something it's a lot. similar to like IG-88 from Empire Strikes Back. Or maybe Proxy from The Force Unleashed. Maybe. Maybe. It's it's really hard to say. It might, and then, then again, it might be just a, a, a droid that's completely unknown to, yeah. unknown to us at, at this point. Mm-hmm. Like so that'll be interesting. It's definitely faster than C-3PO and oh, sure, sure. R2-D2 and stuff. It's, it's definitely got some dexterity to it. Yeah, just interesting. We see some scenes of the main character, Jen, mm-hmm. killing stormtroopers, blowing things up, just yeah. kind of general chaos. The losers of this trailer is definitely the stormtroopers. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Lots of stormtroopers die. <laughs> Many stormtroopers, Many stormtroopers died to bring you this trailer. Oh, Oh, uh, what? What? <laughs> All right. So there was a line where she's talking to Mon Mothma, and she says something about "I rebel," and you think that was corny, and I thought it was cool. Yeah. Well, she was explaining like. Oh yeah, well, why do you do all these crimes and stuff? Yeah, she's you're like, rebellious. Well, you have a rebellious attitude. Well, I rebel. It was something like that. Yeah, she said this is a this is a rebellion. I rebel. Yeah, I I think it sounds really corny. I thought it I thought it fit the scene. I thought it was fine. I <laughs> I don't know. I'm pulling like one pixel of a masterpiece of an art and saying that should be blue instead of red. Like, that's pretty much what I'm <laughs> this doing. This one pixel should be different. But, you know, it's the... It's Star Wars. It's going to be good. For yeah. the most part, fanboy. Yeah, fanboy. no, a- absolutely. Well, then we move to something really cool. We see a bunch of Star Destroyers, mm-hmm. and then there's a shadow. Like, ooh, what is this shadow? And yeah. the whole time that this is happening, the voiceover is saying that... And I believe it's Mon Mothman's voice saying, we need you to steal, or we need, okay, the enemy has a, a, secret, a, weapon. a secret weapon, and we need to find out what it is and destroy it. Mm-hmm. And as is being said, we see these Star Destroyers in the shadow of something really big. Mm-hmm. We pan out, and it's the Death Star under construction. Yeah, you see the the very front part of it where the laser comes out being put onto the Death Star itself, and it's like, oh my god! It's so good! It's so amazing visual. In the next scene... You start hearing an alarm. Yeah, we start hearing an alarm. And I, apparently a lot of people had a problem with this. I really don't know why. Oh, I guess people just find it annoying. Like, they're having uh, Vietnam alarm clock flashbacks. Yeah, well, on. what it did to me was... It harkened back to the original Star Wars trilogy. Mm-hmm. Whenever you were in a hangar, like a Death Star hangar or something mm-hmm. like that, you would hear this horn, almost a klaxon-like horn. It was like, like it sounded kind of like that. But yeah, uh, it was such a classic sound to me that it kind of gave me chills. It was that, yeah, it was that, very goosebumps. And yeah, it was that throwback amazing. field. It was just like, oh yes, oh this is so good. <laughs> Then in in the next shot though we see what appears to be a grand admiral. For anyone that that read the old EU novels, you will know that a white uniform, a white imperial uniform 
signifies a grand admiral, which is like Ooh. the highest rank that you can achieve. Yeah, in this guy had the a, imperial military. This guy had a cape and everything, and he he, he kind of looked like a young the, the actor. I don't know who he is, but he looked like a young Ian McKellen in a way. Yeah, to, to me, I don't know. Yeah, no, I can I can see that. Um, he, but he was an older guy, probably. Mm-hmm. He was like fifty something. Fifties at the earliest, I would say, maybe maybe sixties. Yeah. But he wasn't old. Like he wasn't old old like he he could he's in charge like oh absolutely he he's definitely has the authority figure look to him yeah all right so then next we get to see an actor that i was also excited for to be in this movie forrest whitaker i was yeah. really curious about what his role was going to be as well because he's such a diverse just one of he is one of the classic actors that a lot of people might not recognize his name right away. Forrest mm-hmm. Whitaker. Who is that? That kind of sounds familiar, but I don't know. But he's been in so many great things. And he, every character he plays is completely different than mm-hmm. anything he's played before. And he, he's just, he's so good. He, he seems to be sort of an old mentor. Mentor, yeah. Type character in, in this. Because the last half of the trailer is him talking Mm. And it sounds like he's talking to Jen, the main character. That's what I got. It seems like he's going to be like an Obi-Wan sort of figure. Right. But without the force. Like an Obi-Wan without the force. Instead of force, he's got experience. Right. Exactly. He's seen some stuff, you know. Exactly. And he definitely looks like war weary. Yeah. From what it looks like, he kind of limps, I think. Yeah. I got that as well. Like, I think he had a cane as well. I, I think so. I think so. Yeah. No, we've only seen the trailer about twenty or thirty times at this point. So, <laughs> so forgive us for not knowing every last detail. <laughs> yeah. We see stormtroopers in black armor. Shadow troopers? Maybe. Like, in the EU, shadow troopers were pretty much like very elite stormtroopers. That yeah, they're basically the spec ops of the stormtrooper. Yeah. Uh. It, yeah, they specialized in infiltration, mm, uh, like the, retrieval, uh, you know, th- things like that. Very covert. Their armor like was, yeah, yeah, and it was invisible to, uh, like, detection means. So, like, you know, mm-hmm. any sort of, like, radar, infrared, or anything like that, they would be invisible. And some of them apparently actually had, like, a a phasing mechanism that would bend light around their armor so, so that they would be like almost be invisible. Right. Like uh, a cloaking device. Sight. Yeah. Sort of, sort of. Um, so th- maybe that's what they are. But they, they usually accompany Darth Vader, right? Yeah. So I, I, I can't wait to see just a mention of Darth Vader or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I really hope that this is a, like a high powerful, Darth Vader that you, you do not want to see him like he's gonna walk slowly and people are like ah run away and Darth Vader's like and just coming over and just when, when we when you see him things are gonna go down like yeah and I, I hope I hope we do see Darth Vader in this movie but I hope it's one scene and it's only like a minute long yeah maybe so like Maybe a hologram or like an actual seeing of them? No, I'd like to see an actual... A hologram would be cool, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. But I would like to see him like in person. Mm-hmm. But only for a short time. 
Because this movie's not about him. If this movie was more funny, because this is a very serious tone. Oh, it definitely has the the war movie feel. Mm -hmm. If this was a more funny movie, I can imagine while they're infiltrating the Death Star or wherever, uh, someone's pleading to... uh, to a screen like, oh, I'm so sorry for failing. He's like, you failed me for the last time. <laughs> that would be that would be kind of cool. That, but I don't think we would get a, a funny joke like that in a movie like this. Like we'll we'll, we'll hear some they'll, jokes, but right, yeah, there'll be some some mood lightening moments. Yeah, this with will be some like comedy, but somewhat lighter than the DC movies. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think this that's this the, definitely set up to be the darkest. Of all the Star Wars movies. Yeah, even more darker than Revenge of the Sith. Right. That's what, yeah. Exactly. All right. So the Shadow Trooper, possible Shadow Troopers. Mm. Then we move to a short little scene of Donnie Yen, who played Ipmon. Ipmon in the Ipmon movies. Ipmon is the, Fu. yeah, Ipmon is the teacher of Bruce Lee. Yeah. And. We all know how much of a badass Bruce Lee is or was. Mm-hmm. Imagine how badass the guy has to be that taught him to be badass. <laughs> right? And that that's it, Mon. Well, Donnie Yen plays a warrior in mm-hmm. this movie. We don't know for sure where his allegiance is or what mm-hmm. his role is going to be in this movie, but we do get to see a few seconds of him beating some stormtrooper ass with a stick with a stick well, 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 a staff a staff not not just a stick that you pick up <laughs> it's not a stick <laughs> uh, uh, yeah it, oh my gosh he but he is wailing on these stormtroopers and it looks it looks awesome yeah next we see adats ats i uh, i call them adats you can call them what you want Okay, <laughs> it's, it's the four-legged walkers that we see. Well, we we in, primarily in, think of them on, in the Battle of Hoth and Empire Strikes mm, Back. They're, yeah. they're the elephant right. walker stuff. Oh man, this was so cool. We see our heroes, our rebel, our rebel elite team, uh, charging this beach-like area, and we see like six or seven AT-ATs. Mm-hmm shooting at them and they're just dodging him and blah blah we're probably gonna see some of them die in the movie or whatever i don't know and that it was a it seems like a really intense scene and it reminded both of us of the battlefront oh video game uh yeah there's been plenty of times i that i run in battlefront all of a sudden i just get shot by an (laughs) atat right or an atst or whatever yeah, so really cool visuals in that. It's very scary. Just the next thing yeah. we see is what looks like it could possibly be a throne room. Oh yeah, or something. There's like a, a raised platform, sort of like a dais, with steps mm. leading to it. But it looks like there's a either a beam of light, or like a shining back to down, tank, maybe? or like maybe yeah, like or a cylindrical. Lit up. So it's really hard to tell because it's very, it's kind of a shadowy shot. Mm-hmm. Off to the sides, we see two red cloaked Imperial guards, which were the bodyguards of the Emperor. Right. We see the basically a silhouette of the back of a hooded figure. Mm-hmm. 
and he starts kneeling or bowing down it, towards yeah, this. Yeah, it looks like he is kneeling because he starts to move and the figure is like getting lower and then when mm. they then the scene's over we we move to something else. Yeah, so who we don't know who this character is. Like who who is this? Is this Darth Vader? Uh is this the Emperor? Is this another character? Is it like a one of the last inquisitors from Rebels? Yeah, well well, maybe let, not the character from Rebels, but let, let's finish up real quick talking about the trailer itself. Then we'll we'll move in move into some speculation about what we think things are going to be. Okay. All right. So the the next thing that we see pretty much is Jen, our main character, mm-hmm. dressed in an Imperial uniform. Uh, it's a black uniform mm-hmm. with armor as part of it. It looks like she has some weapons strapped strapped to her back, like like some looks like clubs or something. Yeah, something like batons or or what have you. So I'm my guess on what's what's going on there is this: she had infiltrated the imperial base, and this is just mm. this is a uniform that she is is wearing to it's blend uh, in. Han Solo, Luke Luke Skywalker. Yeah, that sort of thing. thing. Huh. Yeah, in Episode Four. So that was pretty much, yeah. And that, that was pretty much the end of the trailer. They, at the very end, they show the title card, Rogue Rogue One, a Star Wars Wars story, a Star Wars story. Right. The music though, grabbed me. Mm -hmm. It it was so cool. The undertone was the Imperial March, like a slow version of the Imperial March with the top layer being, I, what I, I believe was piano, like a single yeah, note at a time, kind of a, ah, I'm not even sure how to describe it. It was just, it was very eerie sounding mm. and it just, it blended perfectly with the undertone of the Imperial March. Yeah. This is just proof that trailers are amazing. Music is great. Just Something interesting to point out. This movie is not scored by John Williams. Oh, it's not? It's not. This is the first movie, the first Star Wars movie not scored by hmm. by John Williams. Do, do you know who is scoring this movie? I read his name earlier, and when I looked him up, he's done several movies, and he's been, he's been nominated for Oscars, mm. and I think he actually won one for Best Music. Wow. And... Uh, do you know what he's done? Uh, mostly like Oscar type movies that we don't usually watch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's got credible. He's, Trust us, we're credible. Yeah, he's. <laughs> uh, no, right now, without looking it up, I don't. I don't know what movies he's done. Uh, mm-hmm. but but the movies that that he has done, he he has been at the very least nominated mm-hmm. for awards for. It. So I, I think it's in capable hands, and if the the music in the trailer is his, I I have every confidence it it sounded good. Yeah. All right, so that that was our trailer. That was that was big for us. So now we want to move into speculation. Yeah, where are we going? Not just with Rogue One, uh, but just kind of the Star Wars uni- universe in general. And we usually don't talk about TV shows. But we are going to talk a little bit about Star Wars Rebels, the mm-hmm. current television series that's on 
what is it? It's a Disney show, of mm. course, because Disney owns Star Wars. But it's on the it, Disney XD. Yeah. It's the animated series. The, we just wrapped up season two of Rebels. Yep. Which actually just, I think that came out la- last week. So a lot of Star Wars stuff has been wrapping up and being presented to us. Right. At a time. Now, the thing to note about Rebels is it depicts the very beginnings of the Rebel Alliance and how they mm. organized and basically just became all of these little uh, upset, fractured fractured yeah. people um, upset with the Empire and how they came together to form the, Re- the Rebel Alliance and actually it become a fighting force able to fight against the Empire. Mm. This takes place probably... Just a few years. Yeah, I'm thinking before this movie. I'm thinking uh, four or five years. I think maybe. Yeah, something like that. So the the time period is very very close to Rogue One. Mm-hmm. So I am predicting right now. I'm going on record right now that there is going to be some crossover between Rebels and Rogue One. So some characters that we have known from Rebels are going to make an appearance in Rogue One. Or some characters that we meet in Rogue One will be referenced mm-hmm. at some point in Rebels. Do you think like a might... like a you know a couple years younger version of the the character? I wonder if Ahsoka will ever be mentioned in a episode or a story. Like she's very second uh, second tier. If that makes sense, right? But very much canon at the same time. Well, yeah, just... she's definitely canon. It's just. She's yeah. never been in Ahsokan was the uh, ugh, Ahsoka was the the apprentice, the Padawan of Anakin Skywalker between episodes two and three. And then she shows up in Rebels. Yeah, and actually has the chance to confront Darth Vader. Um, yeah, well th- it's pretty new, so we'll, we'll we won't Yeah, spoil we're not gonna things. spoil that. So if you haven't watched Rebels, please watch Rebels. Such a cool, cool show. Yeah. Um so, what, what, do you have any characters that you think will specifically be in there, or are you kind of uh, open ended? Yeah, I don't have anyone in mind in particular. I mean, there's there's lots of good possibilities. Ezra, I, I really hope it's not Ezra or Kanan because they're Jedi figures. And well, d- true. I, I hope there's no Jedi in this movie. Just it, it would be really. You know who I really want to see? I want to see Hera. Yeah. She's the pilot. Yeah, she's the pilot of the Ghost, which is the the <laughs> ship that the characters, uh, the main characters in Rebels, mm-hmm. fly around the galaxy in. Hera, not only is she a pilot, but she's she's a leader. Mm. She is the one that found the the bigger Rebel Alliance and kind of injected their group into the Rebel Alliance and said, "This is you know we need to be a part of this. We need to be." part of this bigger mm-hmm. rebellion against the empire. And I, I, because it was her, like it is so much her determination, I guess that, that put the rebels group into the bigger rebellion. Mm-hmm. I, I think it would be really neat to see her in this movie in rogue one. It'd be kind of cool to just see her like in the background at least. Right. Yeah. Maybe not even mentioned by name or given a line, but mm. if she's dressed and looks just like Hera, 
but it's a, a an actress playing her mm-hmm. just in the background, that would be that would be a fanboy Easter egg moment for me. Yeah, maybe if they have to be like in her face, maybe similar to Admiral Akbar and Force uh Force Awakens. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like he did, he only had like one or two lines in that movie. Yeah, but it was so super neat to yeah. see. Yeah, and uh, you know, I would I would be fine with any. I don't want her to play a main character and based on this trailer we just saw, she's not <laughs> she's not in it at all. Yeah. Uh but I I was why it's speculation. Yeah, I would just I would love to to see her in that. Um a rumor that I want to address, I've seen this in multiple places on the internet, including the trivia of IMDb, mm-hmm. is that Cad Bane, a character from Star Wars The Clone Wars, right, a bounty hunter that was introduced in that show, is going to make his live action debut in this movie. Oh, it's so good. I, I <laughs> Cad Bane is one of my favorite parts about the Star Wars The Clone Wars. He's such an intriguing character. He's this bounty hunter that wears a a, a hat, but it's not a fedora. It's like a, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like a cowboy. Yeah. He, not a cowboy yes, he looks, he looks like he's from the old West. Mm-hmm. His demeanor, even the way he talks is kind of old yeah. West kind of feel to him. He wears yeah. he he's an alien by the way he's not human yeah I think he's a duro yeah I'm trying yeah. to think of a character in the episodes that are the same species background characters there yeah. was a couple of his species in the cantina scene in a new hope yeah if you know about the Thrawn trilogy he's the same species as that I'm pretty sure uh as as Thrawn yeah. Mm, I, they're both blue with yeah but eyes. I uh, yeah but I, I don't think it's the same because uh, I think Thrawn's race looks just like humans but with blue skin if I remember yeah they, they have more of an egg shaped head you know? yeah Cad Bane anyway just do a google image search you'll see what he looks like he's such a good character he, he he's dealt with Jedi before like he's wielded and fought with a lightsaber before he has jetpacks on his boots <laughs> he's just he's just a great character and he's so smart he's really really intelligent the way we felt about Boba Fett when we met him in The Empire Strikes Back is kind of how we feel about Cad Bane when he first appeared in The Clone Wars yeah except you see a lot more of Cad yeah, Bane yeah and he has more lines <laughs> <laughs> but he's got that same sort of mystique and just the, the just the cool factor to him yeah, you, you know nothing of his past. You just know about what he's doing now. And, yeah, it's just a good character. Anything to add to that? Uh, no, I just, I, I'm just thinking about all of the Star Wars things that are coming out. We've got Rogue One coming out this December. Mm-hmm. Somewhere before then... The third season of Rebels is going to start. So Rogue One will be in December. A year after that, we get Episode 8. A year after that, we get the Han Solo movie. A year after that, we get Episode 9. A year after that, we get another Star Wars story that we don't yet know what's going to be. Possibly Boba Fett. Possibly. Or Obi-Wan. 
maybe they haven't said there's oh there's so many places they could go with this i just i am so happy i'm a child again when i think <laughs> about this i i grew up with star wars the first movie i ever saw in the theater was the empire strikes back i think i was four years old mm-hmm. it, i love star wars and every time i think about it or watch one of the movies or anything i'm a i'm a kid again and <laughs> i absolutely love it and I cannot wait to see what all they do with it. I will admit, I my first Star Wars movie in the movie theater was Star Wars 7. Right. Oh, wait, no, no, it wasn't because we watched, uh, they were screening ep- episode 4, 5, and 6 in a different theater. Oh, that's, that's right. Yeah, we did go to like an old-timey theater and we watched. And they weren't just 4, 5, and 6. Uh, they were the original, like the the original original. So like yeah. Star Wars, what we know of is Episode Four wasn't even Episode Four. It was just called Star Wars. Just Star Wars. So it was obviously way before any of the special edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the the editions of the special effects and all of that sort of thing. So it was yeah. it was such a neat experience, and I'm I'm glad you got to see. You only went to the first one, I think. Yeah, I only watched number four. The I was busy the other two days. Yeah, but such a cool experience still. Mm-hmm. But it was only about a week later that we went to see The Force Awakens. Or no, it was it was the same week. Yeah, it was the same week. Yeah, super neat. Yeah. Um. So the the hooded figure, we have some ideas of who that might be. Right from the Rogue One trailer. Who okay? Who do you who do you think that could possibly be? Well, I don't think it's Darth Vader because we Darth Vader doesn't usually wear a hood at all. Yeah, once he was beaten up and nearly killed by Obi Wan, and he had to wear the armor. We haven't seen Anakin slash Vader wearing a hood because he's got the helmet. Yeah, so the only Sith that should be alive right now, other than Darth Maul, uh, <laughs> that would wear a hood would be. Sidious or the Emperor, but but why would he be kneeling? Yeah, is this like Snoke in a? It, <laughs> is he kneeling to Snoke? Look, what what's going on here? And that would play directly into some of the some of the internet theories that I've read about Snoke being Darth Plagueis, being uh-huh. ancient, and he's lived forever. And Snoke or Plagueis has really been the one behind the scenes pulling all of the strings mm-hmm. and still the master of Sidious. Yeah. That would play into that, but I don't see them going there, especially in a, a one-off movie like Rogue One. Just just out of curiosity, what, are the, what do you think are the chances that events in this movie are going to have some sort of impact on episode eight or something? I could see it being referenced uh, maybe a character that pops up in episode eight will be either an old, old version of a character from Rogue One or possibly even offspring or like a grandchild or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. It, it's possible. But I don't I don't yeah. see any of the events. I mean, other than what we already know, the Death Star plans were, were indeed stolen and mm-hmm. given over to the the rebel alliance and that's that's where episode four new hope begins 
Yeah. So we know that this movie, the events in this movie are going to have a huge impact on the overall Star Wars story. I just hope it enriches the lore more. Right. And like, I have every confidence that it's going to do exactly that. Like, I just hope it's not a movie that's like, oh, yeah, that's extra features. Like, if you really like Star Wars, watch this as well. Like, I hope it's not like that. It's like, yeah, you have to watch Rogue One. <laughs> yeah. I, that better be the case. So back to the sh- to the hooded figure. Mm. Uh, in Rebels, there's these characters that are called Inquisitors, mm-hmm. which are not Sith, but they're like dark side users that have these double-bladed red lightsabers that can spin around and stuff like that. They don't really have that much of the Force. Well, they they do, but they're they're not powerful like they're like what Padawan we've seen. Sith, right? Sith Padawan. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They're not all powerful like the Sith lords, but they're still threatening to any normal person. Right, and as we said, Rebels is only a few years before Rogue One. I can mm-hmm. absolutely see Inquisitors still being around. the The entire idea of the Inquisitors are that they help Darth Vader hunt down the Jedi Knights and destroy them. Yeah. In Rebels, there are two Jedi that are around. So, of course, there's going to be some Inquisitors that are chasing after them. Yeah, they're they're pretty much the primary antagonists in Rebels, Mm -hmm. is the Inquisitors. And the Inquisitors are dwindling down. Like, there's becoming less and less of them. Yeah, because our our Rebel heroes keep killing them. Yeah, (laughs) because they're Bamfs. But uh, I think it's possible that this hooded figure might be one of the last Inquisitors. Yeah, I have this theory that the Inquisitors are an earlier incarnation of what eventually becomes the Knights of Ren. Do you, do you think that this might be a young Inquisitor that becomes the Grand Master of the, of the, the Knights, Knights of Ren? Ren? Yeah, that could I, I be could, the influencing thing that influences episode eight. Like, ah, see, there we go. I I can see that. I can absolutely see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I, I can't wait. I cannot wait to find out who that is. Yeah. So cool. Could be Snoke. Could be. It it absolutely it could be it could be absolutely yeah. anyone. Could be Jar Jar. Oh. <laughs> Darth Jar Jar lives. <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right i think we're gonna wrap this episode up on that note okay uh guys go to twitter and find us at film zone cast we would love to hear from you guys let us know what movies you want to hear us review give us ideas for the show that's at film zone cast if you want to follow me in particular i'm at rm underscore del noche and I'm at, at Movie Man Lucas. How appropriate. <laughs> but yeah, check us out there. Follow us. Give us some ideas. Mm-hmm. Look forward to talking to you next time. Yep. See ya. Thanks for listening. Find more of this in our other great shows at ritualmisery.com. Thanks for listening. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>